Good morning. This Sunday's text is entitled Stephen's Martyrdom and is based on Acts the 7th chapter verses 51 through 60 and chapter 8 verse 1. Before we begin our study, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the amazing ministry of Sunday School. I pray you will guide our minds and hearts for the next few minutes. As we open your word, let the Holy Spirit guide us to discover who you are. May we keep our ears and hearts ever open to the leading, guiding, prompting, correcting, and chastising work of your spirit within us. We ask you to grant these things in your loving name. Amen. Our aim for change. By the end of this lesson, we will identify the reasons for season's martyrdom, reflect on our reactions when our beliefs are challenged, and witness peacefully and candidly for Christ, regardless of the cost. Last week's lesson introduced us to Stephen. Stephen was one of the seven leaders chosen by the church at Jerusalem. In addition to distributing food to the needy, he did great wonders and signs among the people. Opposition spread from the synagogue of the freemen to the great temple in Jerusalem and to the influential Jews who had also opposed Jesus. As a result, they seized Stephen and brought him before the great Jewish religious council, the Sanhedrin. They brought false charges against Stephen, similar to the accusations false witnesses had brought against Christ. They accused him of having spoken against the law of Moses and the temple. In Stephen's trial, false witnesses testified that he had preached Jesus of Nazareth would destroy the temple and change the customs that Moses had handed down to them. Stephen began his defense by recounting the history of the Jewish nation, beginning with Abraham. What was the argument that Stephen used to vindicate himself of the charges of blasphemy against the holy place? In the wilderness, God instructed Moses to build a tabernacle. The tabernacle was later replaced when Solomon built the temple in Jerusalem. Stephen said that the temple served its purpose, but ultimately it was only ever meant to be the symbolic dwelling place of God. God didn't dwell in temples made by the hands of man. The temple was never meant to be a permanent fixture in the worship of the Lord. What was the argument that Stephen presented to vindicate himself from the charge of blasphemy against the law of Moses? Moses, who the people rejected, was sent by God as a ruler and redeemer of the people. Moses foretold God would send a prophet like himself to the Jews in the future. He instructed his people to listen to the prophet when he arrived, but the Israelites turned their hearts away from God and would not listen. The prophet whom Moses spoke of was Jesus, the man that they put to death and were now rejecting. Acts chapter 7 verses 51 through 54. You stiff-necked people, your hearts and ears are still uncircumcised. You are just like your ancestors. You always resist the Holy Spirit. Was there ever a prophet your ancestors did not persecute? They even killed those who predicted the coming of the righteous one 
and now you have betrayed and murdered him. You have received the law that was given through angels, but have not obeyed it. When the members of the Sanhedrin heard this, they were furious and gnashed their teeth at him. What's important in these verses? After answering their charges, Stephen leveled a charge of his own. You stiff-necked people with uncircumcised hearts and ears, you are just like your ancestors. You always resist the Holy Spirit. These Jews were stiff-necked. They would not bow to God's will. They had uncircumcised hearts, meaning their hearts were insensitive to the grace and the glory of God. Thus, they refused to repent. Just as their forefathers had persecuted and murdered the prophets who prophesied of Jesus, these Jews had betrayed and murdered Christ. When Stephen addressed the religious leaders of Israel, he incurred their wrath because he boldly told them the truth about themselves. Stephen's speech made them furious, particularly his accusation about them not being true believers of the law of Moses. They were the real lawbreakers, not Stephen. Speaking the truth often offends the hardened heart. When we speak out for righteousness and godliness in a sinful, pleasure-loving world, we too will be criticized. Admittedly, much of the persecution we face in America today does not result in imprisonment, torture, or execution. But persecution is not the only result of boldly speaking the gospel. While some may persecute us, others may hear the gospel and believe. Matthew 5.12 reminds us, Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. It is a privilege to be persecuted for Christ and for the truth. Acts chapter 7 verses 54 through 60 and chapter 8 verse number 1. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. At this, they covered their ears and yelling at the top of their voices, they all rushed at him dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. Meanwhile, the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. While they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he fell on his knees and cried out, Lord, do not hold this, this sin against them. When he had said this, he fell asleep. And Saul approved of their killing him. On that day, a great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem, and all, except the apostles, were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. What's important in these verses? As Christ's earthly ministry drew to a close, he knew that he would soon leave his disciples and that they would carry on the work without his personal supervision. He sought to encourage them and to prepare them for the future. He did not deceive them with false hopes. He knew that they would suffer persecution, be cast out of synagogues, and be thrown into prison for witnessing about him as the Messiah. 
And speaking of their future, Jesus told them that some of them would be killed. Stephen was convinced that the gospel was true, and this must have given him the courage to proclaim the good news to others. His gratitude for what God had done in his life also may have given him the boldness to expose himself to danger, especially as he told people about Jesus. More importantly, the Savior enabled Stephen to be courageous in his witness to others. Even when he stood before such an imposing and authoritative group as the Sanhedrin, the Spirit empowered him to be more forceful in his witness. Though he faced imminent death, Stephen demonstrated before his accusers what it truly means to honor the Lord. Focusing on Jesus will help us stand courageously for him in the face of persecution and trials. Hebrews, the 12th chapter, verses 2 and 3, remind us to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. A mind fixed on Christ and not our trials or difficulties is essential for endurance. When Peter walked on water, is when he shifted his focus from Christ to the storm that he began to sink. As long as he focused on his Savior, he was able to walk in faith. As we walk closely with the Lord, we will have troubles, persecutions, but take heart because Jesus has overcome the world. In today's society, every day we are faced with issues that may compromise our Christian beliefs. The challenge for many Christians lies in whether we are willing to suffer persecution despite what others may think. More Christians have died for their faith in the last century than all the previous combined. In 2016, every six minutes a Christian died for believing in Jesus. Stephen's willingness to die for his faith ends up affecting the world in ways that he could not have imagined. His death resulted in the spread of the gospel. How will we respond when persecution comes? Will we cower under the world's authority? Will we retreat and keep silent? Or will we stand on the name and the authority of King Jesus and speak the gospel with boldness, no matter the cost? Let us pray. Father, we are thankful for the example of Stephen, who is willing to risk everything to serve you. Grant us the strength to follow his example, even when the outcome seems dangerous or uncertain. Help us to be faithful always to our Lord and Savior Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen.